It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here at Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So if you're new to the show, this is part two of our two-part interview with the Bengals Director of College Scouting, Mike Potts. So go check out yesterday's episode first and foremost. Then make sure you hit the follow button, the subscribe button. If you like what we're doing, you like the content, you want us to deliver to your eyes and ears first thing when we upload every day. And James, as I mentioned, part two with Mike Potts coming up in just a few short seconds. We talked about the rest of the Bengals draft, talking Zachary Carter, Cordell Volson, and Jeff Gunter. Talked about a lot of great stuff with Mike Potts, who gives some great insight into the Bengals' process, into some of the things the Bengals liked about these players, into some of the themes of the draft. One of them we didn't talk to him about was character. You're going to hear, as you did yesterday, time and time again, Mike Potts referring to the character of some of the guys they drafted. We also talked about the athletic theme of this class. A lot of great stuff with Mike Potts coming your way today. So let's get into it. In round three, Mike, you guys get... Zachary Carter. And before we ask you about him, I just want to ask you about the defensive tackle class as a whole, because obviously you have the Larry Ogunjobi void with him not there and needing a three tech. And it didn't seem like there were a ton in this class. Was that how you viewed it? You know, overall as an organization is that it was kind of, you know, more of a shallow uh, defensive tackle class, especially for what you guys were looking for? Yeah, honestly, we we did think it was a really thin um, defensive tackle class, which was a little frustrating because because it was a uh, it was a spot that we certainly wanted to address. I mean, you guys you guys saw how huge Larry was for us. Um, We faced some phenomenal passing attacks in this league and that interior pass rush, um, you know, it's something that you just have to have, I think, to. uh, to win games in this league, you know, we're, we're planning on, you know, being an explosive offense and, and hopefully we're jumping out to leads and and we need that pass rush to close out games and, uh, you know, get teams, get teams uh, in passing situations and hopefully playing catch up in, in a number of our games. And, and, you know, we can, we can cut guys loose and pin their ears back and rush the passer. So yeah, it was a little frustrating. The, uh, the lack of depth there in the defensive tackle class, there was definitely some guys, you know, Zach Carter being one of them that, that again we targeted 
um, going into it. And, um, you know, I mentioned some of the scenarios we, you know, there was, there was guys we liked kind of at every level of the draft. It just, it just, again, wasn't, you know, whereas maybe there was, you know, second, third, fourth round, there was five or six guys in another position. Maybe there was only one or two at the defensive tackle position that, that you felt good about, um, in each round. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we, we ended up with, with Zach Carter. He's, uh, we know he can play on the edge on rundowns and then we know he can give you interior pass rush. Um, he has been, he has been bigger. You know, a lot of guys lose a little bit of weight to, to run and test well at the combine. I think he was only 282 at the combine, but he has been up in the two nineties before. And, um, you know, that's part of the scouting process, just body typing these guys and, um, you know, looking at their frame and seeing how much room they have to grow. So I do think he's a guy that can creep up towards the 300 pound mark and potentially in the future, be a three down player for us solely um, on the inside because that's that's kind of the main value we we see him bringing right away is is the interior pass rush which is something that we definitely wanted to address um, and then you know we'll, we'll see how his, his game progresses um, in other areas you know as he continues to add weight and uh, and you know improve his uh, his ability as a run player from the interior because he wasn't necessarily asked to to do that a ton in Florida it was it was more playing outside from a defensive end alignment. Yeah, and he does have that inside-out experience playing all over the place at, at Florida, which, again, a, a theme, this versatility theme keeps coming up. And another theme, before we talk about some of the some of the day three guys, seemed to me to be athleticism. All of the guys you guys drafted this year, more so than most years, tested like really good athletes. Do you think that there was something in the water in Indy this year, or did you guys make that a priority to go after a little bit more athleticism? Um, yeah, it, it did seem like the, a lot of the Indy times were, were a little bit faster than, than normal this year. I don't know if they put down a new surface there um, or what, but then, you know, pro days as well. There, were, there was a lot of really good times. These training facilities do phenomenal jobs uh, of getting these guys ready and, and really, you know, a lot of credit just goes to the players, you know, the, these players that are, that are coming out, um, you know, the past years for sure are just, you know, they seem to be more explosive, uh, you know, faster, twitchier athletes, you know, every, every year. So, um, that's something that we definitely wanted to prioritize. Um, you know, it, it ended up being more so on the defensive side of the ball, obviously, um, and again, you know, we talked about the, the explosive offenses that we have to match up with in the league and the, and the versatile guys. I think it really helps you in terms of, um, you know, it gives Lou, our defensive coordinator, a lot of tools, you know, in his toolbox to, you know, keep or keep offenses um, off balance and, and give them different looks, have different personnel groupings out there on the field, different, you know, disguise different coverages and, uh, and blitz looks. And then as well, you know, at the end of the day, we, we talk about it all the time that the NFL is really a war of attrition. I mean, the the injuries and, and the, the teams that are the healthiest going into December and January usually are the ones that are set up uh, for the most success, um, you know, in, in our opinion. So, um, you know, th that versatility allows you to maybe get you out of a game or get you through a stretch, you know, where, where a guy has an injury at another spot that maybe isn't that guy's primary position. But, you know, maybe he's a nickel that can kick out the corner a safety that can play corner and safety offensive lineman that can play multiple spots, you know, and so on and so on. And I, and I think, uh, I think all six guys that, that we drafted this year um, have some really nice versatility um, and the, uh, the athleticism, you know, as well to, uh, to that, that's kind of what makes them versatile is, is the athleticism. And, and you see that for sure in those, those testing numbers, not just the 40 times, but, but the jumps and, and shuttles as well. Um, and, and we're happy with, with the way that came out and the type of athletes that we added.
We'll get back to our interview with Mike Potts, but I got to tell you about BlueNile.com because the clock is ticking. Mother's Day is almost here, and BlueNile.com is fine jewelry, diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, tennis bracelets, gold layering jewelry, and, well, if your mom is looking for something, well, of course she is. Of course you want to get your mom something awesome for Mother's Day, or maybe you want to get your wife something for Mother's Day. Well, you can at BlueNile.com, and you're going to save while you do it right now. By going there, BlueNile.com, using promo code Locked On, and you're going to get $50 off your order of $500 or more. So don't delay. Don't hesitate. Don't say, ah, maybe next year. No, no, no. Today, BlueNile.com, promo code Locked On. You're going to save that money, and you're going to get mom or wife or why not both something she's going to cherish forever. So go there now. Locked uh, locked On, that's the promo code, and BlueNile.com. It's going to arrive in a discreet package. It's not going to give it away. And the best part, every order is insured. It ships free. Go there now. BlueNile.com, promo code Locked On. We're also brought to you today by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Everything you need in one place at your fingertips. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the basketball playoffs going on right now. Major League Baseball, where the Reds might win 10 games this year if they're lucky. And, well, the run to the roses. Kentucky Derby's coming up. Maybe you're going. Maybe you need some insight before you go down to the Kentucky Derby. BetOnline is a continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. So go check it out today. You can sign up, get into the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. The good news is, is it's not like you're lacking athletes on offense, right? You got plenty of those. <laughs> uh, that's that's for sure. I mean, we, we, we could always... <laughs> Add more uh, more athletic weapons for sure. You know, obviously you'd like to address address every spot. It's you know it's uh, like like I said it's it's an ongoing process. You know, you you look at the the games aren't going to be played tomorrow. You know, right after the draft's over. You look at last year when we we were fortunate enough to be able to acquire B.J. Hill there at the end of uh, of the preseason, right before the season, and and an additional seventh round pick, um, which was actually the you know the the one that we used to to trade up to get Tyson Anderson, but um, you know, in terms of just just adding guys on the waiver wire, or whether it's trades like BJ or or you know just um, street free agents, you know we're we're going to be bringing some guys uh, in for workouts soon. We're going to have guys in for you know I mentioned the college free agents uh, that we've agreed to terms with. Um, you know, unfortunately we can't discuss those now because they haven't officially passed their physical or you know put put pen to paper uh, officially yet. I'd love to love to talk about some of those guys that that we're excited about as well. Um, and then we'll bring in guys for for tryouts at the at the rookie mini camp and uh, and take a look at those guys as well. So we're constantly you know trying to trying to turn the roster and uh, and add more talent. And you know there's some other positions maybe that we didn't address in the draft that we'll continue to look to address over the coming months. Mike, I think one of the fun parts of the the draft process as a whole is there's like this this consensus of media wise and, you know, podcast wise and, and everything like that. And you got the beast with Dane Brugler and all of these different rankings. And that's what a lot of fans go by, of course. And then there's the NFL consensus. And I think that's, uh, it, it's always interesting with a guy like Cordell Volson, who it's not like most fans watch a bunch of North Dakota state football. And, you, you know, someone like Eric Galco has him a day two guy, right? Because he's paid attention to him. He was East West Shrine Bowl, all of those things. And then it goes across the ticker on day three and it's like who for for a lot of people so 
Uh, what stood out to you about Volson and how hard is it or challenging is it to, to evaluate a player that's playing at that level and isn't playing for the Georgias, the Floridas, the bigger, bigger uh, D1 SEC or Big Ten schools? Yeah, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult at the, at the lower level of competition. But, um, you know, if there's a program at, at the lower levels that you want to pick from, it's North Dakota State, just with all the success and national sure. championships they've won. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a phenomenal program that, that they have up there. But he's a guy that I feel like we've been scouting for three years now because uh, Christian Sarkeesian, our area scout, I feel like told me about him back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, the, he, he technically, I think, was supposed to be a senior the COVID year. They had the shortened season that year and then went on to play a spring season, um, you know, late, later on and then, and then, you know, plays another season this fall. So he's, he's played a lot of football, you know, over the past year, year and a half. Um, but, you know, we love his size. We love his intelligence. Uh, he's another versatile guy, really tough. Um, and, and, again, you know, it, it's, it sounds like I'm, uh, you know, uh, saying the same thing over and over with the character, but, but, but he's just a guy that really fits in with what we want to do. He's the type of guy that, that we want to, that we want to add to our locker room um, in terms of uh, his leadership, his, his toughness, the, the physicality he plays with. Um, and, you know, we're, we're really excited to, to get him. He, he's a guy that we were aligned, um, you know, with the, the coaches and the, and the scouts, kind of everybody saw him right around that same uh, range where we took him. Um, and, you know, I, I think you have to stay true and trust your board, but at the same time, you also have to, you know, we do, we do consider some of the, the media, the mock drafts, the rankings that are out there publicly, but we also do our best to, um, talk to people that we trust with other teams throughout the league. Um, as scouts, you know, they're, we joke around, sometimes we're out on the road and we see guys with other teams more often some weeks than we see scouts with our with our own team with the Bengals so you hear a lot of buzz on the road you know I do think there was a lot of love for Cordell Volson out there I'm sure every I'm sure there were splits across the league you know different teams had him different places on their draft board Um, I think again at the end of the day it just came down to a guy that we targeted we we wanted to add we thought would add some nice versatility depth and competition to to push for you know whether it's a backup role or a starter role as a rookie but we do think he's got you know, starter potential um, in the future, you know, somewhere, somewhere down the line. Um, I think he'll probably start out a guard, but these guys have to play multiple spots to get a helmet on game day. So he's going to get reps at, uh, at guard and, and tackle. And uh, I think he's even snapped as well um, at North Dakota state. So we just, we just, you know, in, in practice that that is, but um, you know, he, he's just a guy that uh, we targeted. We just thought, you know, again, that some of those position groups start to get thinned out. And we didn't think it was worth the risk of, you know, him maybe being there in that next round um, at a position that we wanted to address uh, and, and continue to add to that room. Uh, we like we like the starters and depth that we have uh, along the O-line right now. I think we're we're 10 or 11 deep right now before uh, before we add some of the, the college free agents um, who are who are some good players as well. So, um, you know, that's that's a, a long winded way of uh, of talking about the kind of the, the value tied in with uh, the individual um, you know, with, with Cordell and, and why we, uh, why we targeted him and what we liked about him. He's a bit of a unique evaluation in a couple of ways. We talked about North Dakota state. He's also the oldest prospect he drafted. He's almost 24 years old and he, he had stark splits on a couple of tests where he really improved his agility times at his pro day. 
How do those things work through for you when it is an older prospect and they do something like really improve their times at their pro day? How do you evaluate those sorts of things? You know what? I, th- I think it just comes back to, to what you saw on tape and, and trusting your eye with it. it. It is funny you say that. I was, I was looking at that the other day. Just the, You're talking about like his shuttle times and the, the split from the combine to, the, uh, to his pro day. Yeah, like really improve the shuttle and the three cone, I think it is at his pro day, like night and day differences. Yeah, it, it was it was a huge difference. So I think the pro day times is probably more of what we saw on tape from him as an athlete and, and the way he moves. Um, to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and, and watch the uh, the combine tape to see, you know, if, if there was something, you know, may, sometimes they, they slip and they finish the yeah. drill. And, you know, that's just the, the time they go with. Um, but, you know, we we. Uh, we, we watch all the guys, you know, combines, their, their pro day tapes, their, uh, their game film, obviously, when, when we meet. It's a, it's a pretty thorough process. So when, when we went through that, I, I think we, we, felt, we felt that he was athletic enough. And, and the, the athlete that we saw, um, you know, at the pro day with those numbers, I think, more aligned with what we saw on tape. So I think that's where, where the comfort level came in. Um, but if he, if he wouldn't have, you know, obviously he knew he could, he could do better at those than he did at the combine. Or he, a lot of guys don't redo those drills again right. at the pro day if they're satisfied with their time um you know so so he, he redid them I, I think it probably would have been maybe a little bit more of a red flag where we would have we would have went back and watched some more tape and like hey hey let's make sure we feel feel good about this guy's movement on tape um you know in terms of some of these outlier numbers with the uh with the shuttle times being uh slower than than ideally you'd like at the combine but you know since he came back and improved those um you know it's 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 you know a similar similar thing with the, with the handheld stopwatch. So, um, you know we we had scouts up there and uh, and we we worked them out privately as well. So you know we we've got a got a ton of tape of, of him uh, you know throughout this this spring and uh, and he's played a lot of ball there. So at the end of the day we we feel good with the with the player and we feel good with the person as well. We'll get back to our interview with Mike Potts, but. Stop the presses. James Erpine wants to talk about Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. It's probably what the Bengals did. I, I, you know what? Maybe I should have asked Mike this, and I didn't really ruin this. I should have. Mike, do you ask your athletes, the guys that you're evaluating, if they're on the Built Bar plan or not? Because that's something I would do, and it, I, here's why. Because it's high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, covered in 100% chocolate, perfect for college athletes or pro athletes or NFL scouts like Mike Potts or someone like you. So don't delay. Don't hesitate. Go to built.com. Use promo code lock 15. You're going to get 15% off your order. It's the number one protein bar on the planet. You're going to save money and they have a bunch of different flavors that taste great. So there's a reason I talk about them all the time. I'm going to have to get Mike Potts uh, a box just because he came on the pod and gave us so much time. So again, built.com promo code lock 15 for 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15 at Bill.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's transition to round seven. And you get a guy in Jeff Gunter who 
as athletic as, as athletic can be when you look at those testing scores. I mean, he did 30 bench press reps and ran a four seven forty and and put on a show. It seemed like uh, for the Chanticleers uh, during his pro day. What uh, what did you like about him? And I'm I'm sure the athleticism is a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's really not, you know, obviously it's a little bit smaller level of, uh, of competition. Um, but when you look at his, his overall profile, his overall skill set, you know, the testing numbers, the tape, um, he was a productive player. He's, he's long, he's heavy handed. Um, he can, he can win with power or he can win around the edge with speed, uh, turning the corner. So, and we think he's a physical player in the run game. He showed some versatility. Um, you know, they, they would drop him, uh, from a, from a three, four outside backer alignment. Um, you know, obviously he did some great work coming forward as a rusher and then they kicked him inside as, as well. Um, you know, in, into, you know, more of a three tech alignment four I those, those type of things. Um, so, so again, we do think he has some versatility. Uh, I think he was 258 at the combine, but he's, he's been up in the two seventies, um, you know, previously in his career. So he's another guy, you know, just depending on, on what you need and, and, uh, you know, how, how you want to want to utilize him in your defensive scheme. He does have some versatility to play up and down the line of scrimmage and then, you know, ability to drop in space as well. So we were glad to get him. Uh, Trey Brown went through that school uh, for us. He's a scout uh, that we added this year who who did a great job for us. We're, we're, we're glad to have him. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, we're in constant communication, our, our scouting staff, and he went through there and, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't initially a school that we, we were going to have a ton of scouts go through, but he came out of there with a number of draftable grades on the, uh, on the Shanna clears. And, uh, and, you know, we, we were glad to, uh, we, we had a, a grade on, on, uh, Jeffrey Gunter that was, you know, again, it, it's, it stood out that, uh, you know, it's, again, it sounds repetitive, but we're there in the seventh round. And, you know, if we wouldn't have traded our sixth round pick, he certainly would have been, would have been a guy that was in the conversation there, but it feels like a long wait. And, you know, he was, he was up there at the top of our draft board for a long time as you're, as you're waiting, you know, 50, 75 picks or whatever it was for that that late seventh round pick to, to come up. So we're glad we, uh, we're glad we have them. Um, and like, like I said, there's, there's some other uh, college free agents that, that potentially may be adding us as well. We just unfortunately can't, uh, can't talk about them right now, but, but, you know, he may have some, some friendly faces from, from his college team uh, coming up soon. So. Yeah, we, uh, we planned on potentially mentioning them, but we won't. We'll leave that for another day. I do, though, which this is kind of a hint, but I'm saying it, so it's okay. want to ask you about wide receivers in general in, in this draft because I couldn't help but see all of these teams kind of move mountains, right, and trade up multiple picks for this guy and this guy, or they're moving a guy like A.J. Brown and, and taking another receiver. All these different receivers and movement and all the craziness – and I look at the, you know, your depth chart and it's like, oh, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. It's got to be a good feeling because I, you know, I don't, me personally, I didn't see a Jamar Chase in this draft, for example. And so the fact that you guys have that type of artillery, just kind of curious how you viewed this wide receiver class. I know the need wasn't necessarily there, but to me, I was like, man, moving mountains for guys that, that don't necessarily aren't on the level of, of the guys that you're rolling out there, you know, every week. Yeah, it was, it was certainly a discussion. I, I think there's been some really talented uh, receivers come out pretty much every year recently in the draft. I, I would agree with you. We thought, we thought Jamar was a special guy. Obviously you, you don't take a guy in the top five of the draft. Um, if, you, if you don't think he, he can be special, which I think he, I think he kind of proved that he, 
that he can be that and he'll probably just continue to get better. But I mean, it catches everybody's attention. These, these wide receiver trades and the, and the type of money that they're getting. Um, and you know, we, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to run the ball a lot, but we're going to, we're going to throw the ball obviously a ton with the, with the weapons that we have. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think you can ever have too many weapons. So we, we certainly considered adding receivers in the draft. It just didn't, didn't break that way for us. I will say it was nice to see a couple of the, uh, couple of the guys go to the NFC with, uh, you know, what Hollywood Brown ended up going to the, uh, to the Cardinals. And then, and then AJ Brown ends up, ends up going to Philadelphia. It seemed like everybody, every, every quarterback and receiver was coming over to the AFC before, yep. before that. So <laughs> I'm kind of glad that we got, we got some of those guys, uh, out of our conference because, because the, there's, there's obviously some, some really dynamic guys across the league and, uh, you know, they're, they're getting paid, um, you know, commensurate with the, with their value on the team. So um, it'll be an interesting thing to monitor going forward at the wide receiver position. Mike, we really appreciate your time and insight into your experience in the draft room and preparing for the Cincinnati Bengals 2022 NFL draft. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely, guys. Guys, it was great being on with you again. The Bengals sure do have a lot of great people on staff that they let us talk to, James. And Mike Potts, yep. certainly on the list. Always appreciate when these guys are available to us. But from, from Brian Callahan, Mike Potts, last year, Steve Radicevich, all just excellent to talk to. And so, Zach Taylor. You, you just skipped over the one we had during the bye, Zach Taylor. Yeah. Well, that was a long time ago. Holy crap. I mean, you're right. Zach Taylor during the bye, they gave us the head coach on, on yep. the bye week. And, and he's great too. A little bit more tight-lipped Zach Taylor is the head coach of the team. And, you know, we get pots right after the draft so he can talk about the guys they've picked. There, there aren't as many secrets to guard. And, well, regardless of who the guest is, always really insightful and a lot of fun to talk to. So we appreciate Mike Potts this time for giving us two episodes worth of content and we hope you enjoyed what he had to offer. We're back next week, Bengals fans. The draft may be over but we do not rest. At least not yet. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.